This is The Heat Source, the podcast where we learn everything we can about hot sauce one bottle at a time. We are your hosts, Mike and Matt, and today we're trying Salsa Roja by Faya. Let's heat up! Welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's been two weeks since our last episode. Has it? It has. Last week was a off week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, life happened. Life happened. <laughs> we had a very busy weekend with all of the recipes that got posted on stories of you were camping, I was camping. Yeah. Got to see a lot of pretty awesome food combinations with hot sauce. Sometimes not just, just poured on top. Sometimes it was cooked in there, which is a way that I don't use as much, but I'm wanting to try Mm -hmm. to do more of. But this week, we have a pretty exciting sauce because the maker is one that's been following us pretty much from the beginning. Super interactive, too. Super interactive. Uh, It's Faya Hot Sauce Company from, and this is actually Salsa Roja, but this is uh, Roddy, who's been, I think, following us from the beginning. He commented about how he listens along with the podcast. He has conversations similar to what we're having, so... This one, the Salsa Roja, he's got a lot of sauces. We're going to try a lot of them. I'm excited for quite a few of them. But this is a, like a classic I would say sauce. this is one of the most classic hot sauces we've tried yet, where it's like, this is chili, some vinegar. Absolutely. You know, I mean, some uh, seasoning. Chili to Arbol and Habanero, some really good flavors coming out of those. So I had a camping weekend that had, I tried a s'more where I put agave jalapeno on it because I saw it on an Instagram mm-hmm. A page last week and it was good it's not for everybody it yeah. is a different flavor but jalapeno chocolate the agave with all that sweetness mm-hmm. it was really good nice no it looked good i saw the saw the story of it and then you had the uh you had a pretty good burger on, on I yours did. yeah so we went camping so i'm when it comes to camping like i definitely go out there to be a minimalist mm-hmm. so i have like a bin if i'm I consider, like, if I'm in a tent and we're at a drive-up campsite, to me, that's glamping. Where it's like, yeah. I have a bin, I grab, like, an extra shirt, extra pair of shorts. That's, like, my packing, and I grab the bin, and I'm ready to go. But, so I didn't bring any hot sauce with me, but we ended up going to, we were in Glen Arbor, we went to a restaurant slash everything cherry you can think of. It's a yeah. place called Cherry Republic, and had a smoked Serrano burger, and that was really good. And they have, they make their own hot sauce, so that it was a... uh it's called Cherry Bomb, mm-hmm. and that was that was a really good hot sauce. Sweet with, um, let's see, it was Fresno chilies in there. Dumped nice. that all over the burger. That was pretty good camping, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it was, we had uh, the camping last week before that I was posting about, we were on Mackinac Island, I was searching for heat on Mackinac Island, and I found one that was pretty toasty. It was the wings, right? The ghost barbecue wings yeah. from... Is it Great Turtle? Yeah, it was the Great Tur- Turtle Brewing Company. They had that, and then they had a fiery hot Cheeto, a flaming hot Cheeto meatloaf sandwich. But I knew that the flaming hot Cheeto one probably wasn't going to be as impressive. Mm-hmm. So, like, flaming hot Cheetos aren't flavorful. They're just, yeah, I don't know. You know what I'm talking They're about. They're just there. <laughs> I, I love them. I've had them a handful of times, but it was more the idea of the meal that was yeah. interesting to me. So I went with the ghost barbecue, and it was yeah full ghost. So I, I think... I think to tangent on uh, flaming hot Cheetos, you had the same experience in Mexico, right? 
Where it's if you buy the flaming hot Cheetos in Mexico, they're a hundred percent different than the ones you get in the U.S. Yeah, a few but, things are different, like uh, Doritos. Yeah, Doritos are delicious. They're way better. Way better. Way better than crossing the border. I did have to double check <laughs> the Cheetos we got our kids in Mexico because they're very much a brighter red. Yeah. So I was like, all right, let me just try one because even though it says it's not flaming hot, yeah. it you know nothing on this says heat. Mm-hmm. It's just so bright red that I had to try it. And it was, you know, it was good. It was different. Again, yeah, the flavors, it's a different different type of flavor. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we're trying Faya hot sauce. This is one that he's got, he's got a, a lot of sauces. I know that we have, I think, his full setup in our collection. And we're going to be doing quite a few quick fires with a lot of his sauce. But this is the Salsa Roja, like we said, this ingredient list. Let me just go through real quick. Red pepper, apple cider vinegar, tomato, onion, dried chilies, lemon juice, cilantro, fresh habanero peppers, garlic, kosher salt, and cumin. So there's a lot of different flavor in there. There's a lot of – I told him – I actually messaged him today, and I was just like, I'm already planning on what I'm going to put this on for lunch tomorrow. Yeah. So this one one I'm taking with me, although we do have two bottles of this because he did send us a new one because – the consistency of his original batch he sent mm-hmm. said it was a little bit more watery than what they're they're supposed to be. So this is the right consistency, which is great for taste testing. But that yeah. other one, I'm still gonna put on. Oh yeah, that that one's not going to waste. It's like oh no, it's gonna you know it's a little bit more runny. Bum, oh well, like bummer. I'm still yeah. gonna be enjoying that because I can tell just the color on this is just a dark red that is just asking to be smothered on a lot of Dumped things. He, everything. He even on the description, he even talks about, you know, this is your new sauce for everything. Eggs, wings, soup, meat, tacos, nachos, pizza, Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary would be really. Oh, yeah. Like, I haven't, we haven't tried it yet, but we're just getting excited. Yeah. And then it's just, yeah, the endless possibilities. He put this as a heat level of hot, hot. I don't know what that. I didn't look at the other <laughs> bottles to see hot. what the scale, but he did on... I listened to a few different podcast episodes where he was on Spill the Sauce because mm-hmm. him and Sam Hastings from Sam Sauce have been close for a few years here, like both starting up around the same time. And he was on Tasting the Heat and or Talking Heat, I'm sorry, uh, two different podcasts, <laughs> too, too many different heats, but Talking Heat. And he talked about at one of them, I think it was the Spill the Sauce, he kind of went through just a little rundown of where the heat is on each one. And I think this was like a six out of ten, if, if I remember right, of what he said on that. But it's all preference and tolerance, and you know, each batch. The nice thing about the fun thing about the small batch community is you get a little bit of variance from each batch. Mm-hmm. Like he does a La Muerte that's limited edition, and he'll do like you know, bat, you know, batches of it. And if he tweaks it and changes it, you might get something unique that you wouldn't have gotten in the previous. Yeah. Which also is a reason, you know, selling point of every time he has a new batch, a reason to get it and try. The uh, El Perro Fortunato from Lucky Dog. He yeah. had that new batch where he's like, hey, this is a lot hotter than originally yeah. intended mm-hmm. as my kids got home. Yeah. <laughs> so, which I will say this is a good one to have a little bit of the kids, a little bit of the kids running upstairs. Moderation. Because – uh, on a few of those episodes that Rowdy has done, his kids come in and out of the – whether it be the coffee talks he does oh, or yeah. whatever. So it, it is fitting that this would have kids running in and out of the, the audio here yeah. to start. A um, couple things. Uh, you'd mentioned a Bloody Mary. Uh, we went to a place in – let's see. It was Leland. Okay. Uh, I think I sent you the photo. A Bloody Mary, and it's called a Chubby Mary up there, and it's got a whole smoked fish in it. It's the entire fish. It's like a foot that long. That would be good. Up north, they, we have – there's Cisco's, but they call them Chubs for some reason. Okay. 
but it's just the entire smoked fish dunked in a Bloody Mary, and that's what you get. So it's like they give you a Bloody Mary and a plate with a fork and a knife. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. Uh, there's a place on Mackinac Mackina. <laughs> Island that they, I think it's Village Inn, they do, used to do a Bloody Mary with a whole chicken. But a I smoked fish, a smoked fish, I feel like would be a better. It goes with it. Yeah, yeah. So they like had you a, want that smokiness, that kind of fishy, that umami. Yep. Kind they of had feel. a horseradish vodka in there. Um, Ooh, I love so horseradish. It was, yeah, it was. If you ever come to Northern Michigan, you got to get either the smoked whitefish or the smoked Cisco or chub. It's it's so good. That sounds good. Yeah, I think that takes uh, takes the place as my new favorite Bloody Mary for sure. Um, and the other thing I was going to mention, you'd mentioned kind of like the the variants in small batches. Mm-hmm. My uh, brother-in-law, he's really big into, like, craft beer. And, like, I I don't really care for craft beer, but I like KBS. Okay. And he'd yeah. be, like, whenever I went into his fridge, he's like, you can touch anything Is except. Founders? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you can take any of the KBS you want, but he's like, don't touch the 2013 or something. Okay. Like, he won't let me touch that one because that's the best year he's ever had. So he is holding on to those. Yeah, he, hold, he holds on to those and he's like, you touch any other year, but like the variance of this one is considerably better than the other ones to the point where he's like, just don't touch that one. I remember when I was at a bar specifically for when that came out and they had like, they tapped the keg and it was this big thing where everyone's just waiting to have KBS, like they had a keg of it. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, I mean, it was a big time thing and it was weird because mm-hmm. I knew people from other areas of the Midwest outside of Grand Rapids and really outside of Michigan that talked about the kbs and i'm like i didn't think it was that big i didn't realize i'm not as big of a beer guy oh yeah especially now i realized i had uh, a few beers this last uh, vacation and i'm just like man when's the last time i had like two beers in the same day because usually i'm like liquor i'm whiskey i'm scotch mm-hmm. i'm you know uh, gin and tonic gin and tonic's a great my great summertime drink but mm-hmm. yeah that was yep we were in uh, we were in Norway, and I we were at a liquor store. I wandered over to the uh, import section, mm-hmm. and I found a tall boy Bud Light in the import section that was like fifteen dollars. Everything's super expensive in Norway, and then there was actually Founders um, KBS and gosh, I think it was All Day IPA. Okay, in Norway, but that was really neat to see. Like to us, it's local, right? You know, and then to show up in another a decently foreign country and just see that you're like oh that's like 10 minutes down the road right and some just talking about kind of different locations and different areas this is a philadelphia based sauce now okay. it's a little bit different because we had a mammoth sauce company that's also based out of philadelphia Glad you brought that up but continue. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh this is something where it, he's based in philadelphia but just about 10 years ago i think it actually was exactly 10 years ago he moved to Philadelphia from Santo Domingo of the Dominican Republic. Oh, nice. So you're going to see in his array of sauces a lot of that culture coming through. And we'll talk about he had a the, an original four of the sauces that came out. Mm-hmm. And that was the – I'm sorry, the original – an original three that he did to start it. And the first one that he created had a lot of influence with his time and, and his experience with the Dominican and Dominican food and culture. Nice. So – Let's crack this open so we can start getting into this. I'm going to try to not mess up the seal. I see one perforation here. This is going to be a big one. All right. Don't screw it up. I'm, you know, they've been a little tricky lately. Oh, man. I don't know if the one, this one's going to work as well, but here we go. That was... It's a very crisp snap. Well, it, it split. It sealed well. At least you're not talking over this one out. Yeah, that was an that was an ooh, that was an abrupt uh, 
That's a big spike, spike. on the old uh, graph there. <laughs> yeah. So again, this is a a very nice dark red sauce in appearance. You can see the seeds in there. It's a little bit more on the runny side. It's not watery, but it does have mm-hmm. pretty good run. So be careful with your pour. And because it is a Philadelphia sauce, again, we're using these tasting spoons that Mammoth Sauce Company makes. So yep. it's Philadelphia taste, uh, Philadelphia sauce tasted on a Philadelphia spoon. <laughs> you know, <laughs> classic Philadelphia spoons. With the word Mammoth on it. So, yeah, you know, can't beat that. Yeah, you love Mammoth. Did you... Did you hear the the news recently about some, uh... Tell me what it is, Matthew. Was it a mastodon that they discovered? Where at? In Granville, right? Wait. Uh, no, it was near you. Just friggin' north of my house. They found a mastodon. There was a road... And that was my big news. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I saw the news and Angela was texting me about it or she was telling me about it. I was going to text you, but then I'm like, no, I'm going to wait. But then we're in a group text that someone did... Te- or te- say, Mike, you should look at this link. And I didn't say anything because I'm like, hopefully. Oh, I he- forgot they sent that. I'm so like, many people sent like, it to me. Hopefully he misses it. But yeah, yeah I should have known. Like, no one's going to. I didn't know I knew this many people. Yeah. But I can't tell you how many people sent that to me because they knew how I many get people you about know it. that also know about your love of dinosaurs. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm ready for this. Yeah. All right, let's taste this. Oh, I'm putting that on a lot of stuff. That is very good. So you get the vinegar. He, he, you know, he did talk about how you know he maybe uses a little bit more vinegar than he should because he just hears that's what makes everything shelf stable. Mm-hmm. But I think, I mean, I love that. I get a Part- good acidity kick from the lime in there. Yeah, you get the, the apple cider vinegar, the lime, the cilantro comes through. the The one thing is like all of the sauces that we used to have getting at the grocery, like Frank's, whatever. All of them have that vinegar base that too much vinegar isn't really a deterrent for me. Yeah, and that, no. I don't think this is too much vinegar. I, I, I think prefer this is. a lot of vinegar in my hot sauce. And it is going to be shelf stable. <laughs> it has a good heat to it. It has a nice warmth. Like it's lingering. Mm-hmm. You already went in for a second spoonful. I'm trying to see how long the heat lasts. I did. I'm thinking. <laughs> sorry. I'm thinking about straws right now. <laughs> yeah, this is. That is good. Like, whoop, whoop, whoop. all I want to do is please do not waste the the sauce by overspilling your spoon or overfilling your spoon. Got so excited. I think this is a really solid two in heat. Yeah. Because we have a, the scale of zero to five, zero, no heat. One, there's a presence of heat. Two is like kind of lingering in your mouth there. Three is where you get that reaction. Now, I'm not getting any type of reaction. I'm going to take a second spoonful if you. <laughs> Did you do sure, two or three? Three. Share some of the rest of us. Jeez. Oh, I already spilled one. My side of the table is just colored with all different colors of sauces. Yeah. This is something where if we ever were to have a booth somewhere. Yeah. For sanitary reasons, we're not probably going to use this blanket, <laughs> but I want to have it hung up somewhere or have it folded underneath the table. If someone that listens to the podcast is like, can I see the blanket? Be like, You're, yeah, here it is. You're never it's allowed like, to watch this. It's like the, uh, <laughs> this is real sacrilege, but it's like there's the shroud that Jesus was wrapped in where you can see his face in it. Oh, yeah. And it's like no one clean this. No one doing like preserve it. Yeah. This is a grosser version of that and more, more blasphemous. <laughs> this is where Mike wants that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, this is when, when Mike didn't know that it was a thinner sauce and just <coughs> splash mountain all over the... He knew it was a thin sauce. He just got excited about it. This is really good. I'm I'm thinking, like, nachos is the first thing that comes to mind is I want to smother this on top of nachos. It has... That is a wet burrito hot sauce. Yeah. Wet burrito would be... Oh, which, which is the next wet burrito place we have to try? Because this could, this could be options. our travel buddy to it. I think we're... Um, 
Next one I want to try is the, uh, well, I've had it a million times, but I want you to try is, um. It's up in Rockford? Sparta. Downtown Trini's. They're big nasty. It's called the Big Nasty and it's Benny style, which is like peppers and onions sauteed in cilantro. It's so good. Just so you know, there is going to be a taco <laughs> truck next to the office tomorrow that does do a, they say WAB wet ass burrito. Okay. That sounds pretty good. Well, I know what I'm having. So, so <laughs> but I got to see when they get there because they might only get there for dinner time. Because for the we trivia at the at the distillery, but okay, we'll we'll check it out. But yeah, um, uh, hopefully, I was going to say hopefully uh, today goes or tomorrow goes better than today. I uh, put some decimation Hell's Harvest on my mac and cheese, and I decided to shake the bottle. The cap wasn't fully on, so yeah, my I hands take got some blame. In it. I take some blame on that. I don't. I didn't secure the cap as much. I was booby trapped, and uh, for some reason, I felt the need to stroke my own eyeball with my raw finger. I think it was a final destination thing. It wanted to get in your eye, so it <laughs> yeah. loosened itself. Not only is it hot on the tongue, it's hotter on the eyeball. So, yeah, it was funny because you taste great though. For a while, you looked like the skull on fire. Just you know, <laughs> and it, it's. I wonder how that if that affects at all your eye appointment later this week, where they're like, "We're getting traces of something in here." It's like it's either pumpkin or it's reaper. Yeah, it's no, it's a, it's a LASIK appointment, so I'm definitely going to ask like. <laughs> I, so I just had a hot sauce encounter. Should I be concerned at all? But like, is it going to damage it? No. Will it improve it? Yeah. Will it make but me like, see better? Like nothing's proven that. One of the things with the Faya name, I found out that the Faya name, which is spelled F-A-I-Y-A, obviously <laughs> playing off fire, but fire does also doesn't, it sounds nerdy when I say fire after saying Faya. It's like Faya, you know, obviously talking about fire. So it's like, <laughs> oh really? Yeah, but there's also a song called Fuego that is by a Dominican rapper, and in that song, it's they say like Fuego, Fuego, and then this one guy goes like Fire, yeah, Fire, yeah, and it says it in that. I feel like I've heard that. So I've listened to it a couple times this week because I'm just like I want to find the song, and then I listen to it. I'm like, it is pretty like addicting and like one of the translations in the song is like the streets are on fire which is a, like this is all perfect hot sauce fodder yeah. but him and a, a friend of theirs were like listening to it and then we're, he was his friend was joking like oh you gotta go fire you gotta say call it fire he's like no and then he's kind of like all right like it works and it's kind of in the same but much less severe category of uh sam sauce part of it is that it's hard to pronounce but also that's kind of what makes it an eye popping thing for people. They want to know how to pronounce it. He gets a few people that are like Faya, Faya, which is that definitely like I knew it because we've talked about it so much, mm -hmm. but I don't know. I think I would have been on that train. Yeah. Of Faya, you know, cause mm -hmm. you like to make me say things. <clears throat> so yeah, I, I'm trying to not do that every episode <laughs> where it's like, Hey, here's another in, until uh, there's a boiling point where you're like, stop like calling me out on every episode. <laughs> But, you know, the good thing is you don't have to worry about listening to it and feeling like I'm calling you out when you listen back to it. Yeah. In my mind, like, I just say it once and it goes away forever, not yeah. realizing it's quite immortalized on the internet. It's like weird. Someone else knew about that. What are the odds? <laughs> so this sauce, I'm going to give you – I'll hear – we'll have you do one guessing game. I'll give you a guess on when this sauce company was officially established. 2020. 2020. That's funny. So – It's the new 1919. How funny is that, though? 1919, yeah. 2020. 2020. Next big one, 21, 2021. 21. Yeah, 2121. I won't be around, probably. 
No, but unless can, the future I'm a floating heads. We can be those guys thing. that like the I guess quote unquote conspiracy theorists like something bad's going to happen in 2121. 20, be like, "Hey, these guys, they predicted it, so we should probably use their coupon code." <laughs> like not not as uh not functioning anymore, but oh well. But so when uh, Roddy came over here to uh, Philadelphia, he actually worked for Johnson & Johnson Pharmaceuticals. Sorry, when did he come over here? 2012. Okay. So 2012 over here, and then he worked for Johnson & Johnson Pharmaceuticals. And then the company actually acquired a farm and started a community garden, which him kind of thinking, all right, he got roped into it. And he's like, all right, I'm going to plant reapers. So he planted Carolina <laughs> reapers in a community garden, which I feel like is a thing that you would do or I would do now. Yeah. If our office was like, hey, we just got a community garden for us to cultivate, it would be – I'm actually trying to work my way into using one of the raised flower beds in our backyard to, like, take one over, a part of one over mm-hmm. with some peppers because I think that would be kind of cool. Yep. But so he planted – you know, reapers, he planted some peppers. So there was all these peppers after he harvested them. So he started to make hot sauce for his friends and coworkers. So that was kind of the start of the – that making the hot sauce hobby level – Right thing, and it is something where while he's Dominican, he does say that the Dominican culture predominantly doesn't handle or doesn't do a lot of heat. Like a lot of his milder sauces are the ones that when he sends back to family and friends, they love those. They get angry when he sends like La Morte mm-hmm. uh, or what the uh, what the Fuego, which is a habanero one. Yeah, they like his his lighter ones, which I'll go into those in a minute here. See, that's always. Everyone maybe, assumes, maybe it's my ignorance. Everyone assumes the I assume, further south you go, just like going closer to the equator, like the hotter the weather, the yes. hotter the food. Yes. My ignorance the says case. the lower the, I guess, uh, latitude number, Yeah, the higher the heat tolerance. Yeah. It's not always <laughs> the case. But his wife is Mexican and she actually has helped him kind of like get some of that, that heat in the recipes. Like <clears> they've worked <throat> on the recipes together from, from what I've read. So that was the start of it. Then <clears throat> 2020, the pandemic hits. Yep. And he, you know, was working from home or he was, you know, at home. And so he was going a little stir crazy, decided I'm going to make, make these sauces. So the first recipe, this is a little fun trivia for whenever, uh, the first recipe he made was La Morte, the Carolina Reaper sauce. He mm-hmm. wanted to make that Reaper traditional hot sauce, mm-hmm. but the recipe involved more time in growing the peppers and, and getting the ingredients prepped for that. So the first sauce he made was... The uh, sweet summer heat, which is the lime pineapple jalapeno mm-hmm. sauce. That's the milder sauce. That's also the sweet summer heat is a tribute to his Dominican roots of he, he does not like the cold of Philadelphia or the U.S. winters. Yeah. So the sweet summer heat is in remembrance of those Dominican summers or just yearning for the summer yeah. up here. So that is a little <laughs> – it was a little funny where it's like he, he did acknowledge that like the winters in Philly aren't as bad as Sam – Sam Hastings in Minnesota. Like, those are a little bit worse. Yeah. Michigan, I think, is somewhere in the middle. I always those think two. Sam Hastings is, a like, a Florida dude. He, he seems – he comes yeah. off to me as, like, someone who is from just, like, Miami. Which, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, that – maybe it's just because, like, I knew right away that he was from Minnesota. So, it just – so, whenever I, I see him or hear his name, I'd think Sam Hastings, Sam Souse, Minnesota, and Spam. Because that's like every time someone's like, oh, this is really good sauce. I'm like, yeah, this guy lives in the, the home uh, birthplace of Spam. And they're like, he lives in Hawaii? I'm like, no, Minnesota. My sister just the other day was like, I always thought it was Hawaii. And like everyone does. That's funny. It was kind of like uh, there was 
there was like this running bit where everyone thought the movie Shazam was a movie with Sinbad when it really was Shaquille O'Neal. For some reason, everyone just like there was this thing where there's a whole bunch of my friends that were saying like, oh, yeah, that movie was Sinbad, like never was a movie. That was a that was Shazam. And that was that was Shaquille O'Neal. But so he grew his peppers. He made these these sauces. The the La Muerte uh, was the hottest one that he made of the original. The original lineup was Sweet Summer Heat, the What the Fuego, which is a mango habanero, and which is also my favorite name of the three, and La Muerte, which is Reapers and Caribbean Red Habaneros. So those are the first three sauces he made. He posted on Facebook to sell them. He made like 24 bottles, I think, for the first batch. Sold out within <laughs> an hour to two hours. No way. Like, posted on Facebook, gone. Which now, was he kind of a, like to friends or like Facebook Marketplace. I think it was just Facebook for friends. Okay, because he did talk about how while he did sell or did make and sell a lot to friends, the first kind of like big aha moment of this could be something bigger. And I'm sure there was a lot of moments along the way before and after. He said when the first order he got from a stranger, no context of him knowing anyone, him being like friend or family, just bought one online because he made a web store yeah. to like sell them sell them through. So the funny. Th- little dichotomy of that is first big moment a stranger bought one bottle from him and he's like this is so cool fast forward to may of 2022 there was a post he had where he sold 40 cases to one buyer what yeah had to be a store owner right i don't know like i saw the post i saw someone asking like was this personal or was this professional and i'm like if it's not professional it's like somebody that's just like i'm getting christmas gifts for everybody yeah that's awesome but it it was just funny because as i was listening to an episode of him talking about the one bottle that was sold to a stranger. I was looking at the Instagram and saw, yeah, 40 bottles or 40 cases sold. And I'm like, 40 cases, 40 cases. So what is that? 15 bottles per case? I think so. So either 15 or 12. That's crazy. I don't know what box, but yeah, he had a picture of like the, <laughs> like a loading dock basically with this, all the boxes. That's awesome. But so he had that, he, you know, early on he was working his full-time job, much like we've heard with like with Lucky Dog, where it's like working full-time and working all these yeah. extra hours. So he was working, doing this part-time. Basically, his hours of sauce making was like 6 p.m. to 3 a.m., somewhere in that window. Mm-hmm. And it was like going from like, you know, every other week to weekly. He had a kitchen he was renting space from. And then he would also have – he had also had a, like a setup staging space that he would use. But November of 2021 – he quit his job, went full-time into this. Really? Which just always, every time I hear it, I'm just like, I always get kind of like, I'm glad we're w- looking at it now, looking at how successful things are going. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, that is always the nerve-wracking thing for me. Yeah. I'm like, if there is ever that, and we, you know, I have friends that have gone into their own business on their own where it's like, there's that moment where you have to kind of decide one way or the other. Yeah. And I'm like, that is, I can't understand the decision, like right. how... It's got to be hard. Like, I mean, it, obviously, it makes, people love the sauce. People were loving the sauce early on. Yeah, like it, it makes me nervous just from, I don't know. It's just it's always nerve wracking to like lose the sense of security that is just kind of shoved down our throats. You know, like yeah, you know, I know the U.S. is known for like you know, it's the the land of opportunity, but at the same time, it's like you need a job where right. it's it's not always like be your own boss. You know, I feel like that's always kind of put to the back burner where. It's just, it's scary. It's a scary thought, you know, cause like you're in charge of your own hundred percent, your own destiny at that point. Well, and it's, it's something where so much of the past of like us history is like people building it from the ground up, like doing it themselves, but then they become so established where now they're hiring and they're, yeah. but it's like all these big businesses at some point started as, yeah. I mean, even like Tabasco, 
like we talk about mm-hmm. Tabasco and Frank's in the first episode, where it's like that was somebody that wanted to make a sauce and like decided to do it themselves. Yeah. Good for him though. That, yeah. That's so, a huge deal. So he, well, he talked a little bit about how he uses more vinegar based sauces because he, he doesn't do any of the fermentation. He wants shelf stable. He doesn't have any culinary, official culinary background, mm-hmm. but it, I mean, these flavors are, the best flavors are when they're bringing part of their heritage, their history, their family, you know, stanky sauce talks about, you know, this is a sauce that we would, you know, have with the family where their dad said, oh, you should, you should bottle this. His business side of like going into his own business, he did mention in a Spill the Sauce podcast how he does, even though he doesn't have a lot of business experience, originally he was using his dad's business experience back in the Dominican to kind of like help and like as almost like a mentor or something like that. So it's it's very uh, community supported, family supported, and it becomes full circle when you listen to, he does a lot of local Philadelphia-based initiatives and things to help the community mm-hmm. even on the bottle here and, and i have it in my notes but on the bottle here it even says each bottle donates one meal to help fight uh, food insecurity in the local area here's a there's a company called one million meals mission mm-hmm. or there's a a movement called called that and so he does he does that with i think it was look at my notes phil abundance which fights food insecurity in the area which he started back in like beginning of 2021 mm-hmm. so he's not only starting his own business. He's not only doing this to, you know, make this his full-time career. He's also giving back. And we've seen that with 13 stars mm-hmm. giving back to veterans. We've seen with different initiatives. Galactic Hobo did, does different things for MS because that's something right. close to them. So it is really cool when you see, even though their drive is to succeed, they're not like, narr- you know, narrowing the focus where it's like, Hey, move out of my way, everybody else. Yeah. He is very much about the community, about, yeah, that's awesome. He loves he talks about how much Philadelphia has supported him in giving back. So that's a really cool part of this. And listening to that just reinforced, you know, I already knew he was a pretty cool guy from the interactions I've had. I listened to you know their coffee talks, whether it be live or you know, pre recorded mm-hmm. after the fact on Instagram with him and Sam. So so yeah, so I thought that was really cool. The the label on this, you'll notice on all of his labels except for the his uh Mamawana sauce. All of these sauces have a very clean, very simple label. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one solid color, and then you got the white font on the front. It really, like, I looked, I looked at like, is there a psychology behind different like labeling? Mm-hmm. And it does say how like, while red sometimes can be bad, and this one's a red label. They said, but red paired with something like a white, that clean look gives kind of that strong, the strength of red, and then like the white is like a clean, secure look. Right. So it's just like. I really like the labeling on it. Yeah, I like it. And it's really simple. And then I don't know if you saw we got some we got some stickers or some labels. Have you seen his little sticker that he gives out the the logo that he does? Is it the the ghost with the fork in it, or like the little? Stem? So it looks like a little. Yeah, like I can't, I can't tell what like officially it is because I'm like I see a ghost with a stem. I see like a pepper that's been like bit, but it has a skull yeah. look to it. So I see when I saw it, I see a pepper mm-hmm. with a stem that's also a fork. Okay, I see that. Do you get what I mean? Like yeah. he was going for like the it's like the FedEx sign. The FedEx has right the logo, and then there's an arrow in the logo. Like he was, which I didn't notice for until like way later in FedEx's history. Really? Yeah, I'm like, oh, I get that now. Yeah, I. 
But this, the that logo that actually was designed by a local Philadelphia artist. Okay. And all I saw was their Instagram, which is NWTNJMS. I don't know. They didn't have any like name or pronunciation of who the artist is, but they're on, but they're on Instagram and they've got some really kind of cool, creative artwork that they do, but it was just a fun, a fun thing that they created back in uh, 2021 as well that I've, we have a handful of stickers in here. We still have to figure out what to put stickers on. I know. That's something that they're has piling to be up. I got a couple this weekend. Yeah. From another sauce maker. So yeah, I've got a stack of them that I want to get some stickers on something, but also using the local artists and other supporting Philadelphia We've talked about how we'd like to do a logo that is using something local, local artists to create some type of logo, you know, a new logo for uh, like if we had build a website or anything like that. So it's always cool to see, see that now in October of 2021, I did see that he was featured on a Hispanic entrepreneur segment on Fox 29. So like I was seeing all these different little news things and articles. And so it's something where Philadelphia is definitely reporting and kind of keeping tabs on his success and how, you know, how much it's taken off. The biggest move that has happened recently for him. And I think we've had this bottle is like a third of the way gone, <laughs> but the biggest, biggest thing that's happened recently is he moved into a new kitchen. He was renting a kitchen. He now has his own kitchen space. Okay. So, which is a big move. And he talked about it in a few different podcasts and, and some of his quick fires where he just talks about the cost and all of the, permits and getting all the the things in order you know getting the engineers to help design it but moved to a bigger kitchen in june of 2022 and initially he was renting and then had like a staging space so he'd rent the kitchen use it to cook then have a separate space to like bottle and yeah you know uh package and all that so but he people keep saying like he's growing so fast that they're like you should look into co-packing he says he doesn't want to do that at least at this time he's against co-packing because mm-hmm. he likes that he's had a hand in every sauce bottle that's yeah. gone out which i get it's your it's your recipe it's your your yeah. baby i definitely see both sides too mm-hmm. i think it's like if you like obviously there are benefits to co-packing of going commercial you know the commercial amount can get more sauce out but it's the same in a much smaller scale. We talk about how like we like that we're growing organically in the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with this. It's like you're growing organically. The you know it's you're not going to grow too fast. Where then now your your demand is more than what you can can right. do. So when he had his I don't know if his second or third batch of Lamorte, he had talked about making that Lamorte batch so often mm-hmm. that it just. It just, uh, like took off on, you know, sold so quickly. And he's like, man, this sold really fast. He's like, I guess I have been teasing it this whole time talking about just waiting for these peppers to get ready. And, and so that's been, it's been pretty interesting. The other, not necessarily an initiative, like he's, he does the, the meal donations, which is a huge one. The other thing that he focused on is he doesn't have any sugars or artificial additives or preservatives in his sauce. Yeah. I noticed that it's, it's just ingredients. The big thing that he wanted to do is he wanted to avoid sugars. He was realizing how much sugar is in just like everyday items. Specifically, mm. he looked at like how much sugar is in like a soda. He's oh, like, yeah. okay, how many grams of sugar? 30 grams of sugar. All right. How much is 30 grams? He got the scale. Out. It's He's disgusting. Like, <laughs> I don't need to know, see it to know. I know that it is. And that's why I typically don't have soda. I'm uh, trying to get back on the no soda for like months at a time. Yeah. But. Because he, because of that, none of his sauces have any, any sugars like that. It's all natural. And the all natural sauce is just, I love them. I mean, we've done a lot of, I don't know how many, I don't think we've done very many that aren't other than maybe 
the yeah. grocery store ones. Right. Yeah, it was it was cool to see that most of them are like like people care about not only the flavor of what they're putting out there, but you know, it's I don't want to say like hot sauce is a significant part of everyone's life enough to impact their health. Could be. I mean, if I you, guess if you douse be. it enough, I guess you and if I. you douse it enough, it's like if that's what when I told Angela I was doing this, she was just like, "That's just so much like salt and so much this," and I'm like, "It's not." Mm-hmm. If you look at the ones we're having, if we were just yeah. doing, you know, challenge sauces that are they're just like throwing a bunch of salt in it, or you know, grocery store ones that are yeah, but yeah. The, the whole point was just it's cool to see how much people care about the product that they're putting out there from a health standpoint and you know a f- culinary food taste standpoint yeah, for sure. Now, I did, in honor of his fight against adding any sugars and anything like that, I did get a couple sugar facts that are going to bum you out. <laughs> They're going to bum, they bummed me out. So, Americans consume on average 765 grams of sugar every five days. Every five days. Every five days. Hold Americans. On. Can you put that in LBS a second? Well, hold on. Americans consume 130 pounds of sugar every year on average. Dang. I got more. So, of the 130 pounds of of sugar, 130 pounds of sugar equals about 1,767,900 Skittles. Now, you think, oh, well, that's a lot of Skittles, but over a lot of time. You would have to eat 4,800 Skittles a day or 200 <laughs> Skittles an hour. To, <laughs> Dude, that's... Basically, that's what you're doing. You just don't realize oh, it. Oh, man. I, I like... I love Skittles. Skittles I love are Skittles. delicious. What did I tell you today? We should get tattoos so we get a lifetime supply of Skittles. <laughs> yeah, that was that's true. That's too many Skittles. <laughs> and there, I didn't know this fact was coming. There is a limit. There is a limit, but... 4,800 Skittles a day? Yeah. Based on... I yeah. have a pack and I feel like crap about myself. Yeah, I've... I mean, I've had... Yeah, I eat a whole bag. I eat the, the family share bag. Yeah. Which I, I'm like... I normally get the regular, but if I'm like in a mood where I just want to feel bad about myself, I get the shareable family pack, yeah. which is it's I like know, I feel thirty skittles, like just excessive amounts of sugar, and I also feel like my teeth are going to fall out because all that like sugar is just like in the crevices. That's what the average American eats. So that's the average. So that's insane. The American Heart Association recommends we <clears throat> consume less than ten teaspoons of sugar a day. The average adult does twenty-two teaspoons. The average child does thirty-two teaspoons a day. Whoa! Yeah. So ten teaspoons a day. How many? Okay. I mean, the biggest, guess- the big thing is like soda. Soda is one of those things where when people yeah. like stop drinking soda, I did it where I stopped drinking soda after drinking it like religiously, and like ten pounds was gone in a week. I was like, oh yeah. my gosh, this is so cool. Well, you were drinking sugar and syrups and calories and all yeah. that. So, dude, that's wild. It is crazy to think how much sugar is being consumed, but. Yeah, to think that there's 160 million Americans out there yeah. that are doing more than that mm-hmm. is mind-blowing. Yeah. Oh, it's pretty insane. So, I wanted to do that just as a little dive into both me reminding myself how I should be eating healthier. But also, he had a focus of wanting not to have like the artificial yeah. the sugars and the additives. So, I'm like, all right, let's reinforce that a little bit. Right. I realize <laughs> you're, you're, the average person is literally having 200 Skittles every hour. Dude, that's oh, that might be man. the fact of the podcast. So far. I know, I like, I, I saw that and I'm just like, <laughs> all right, well, had yeah, I should have saved that one. So did they? Because obviously there's there's sugars like if you eat an apple, yeah. there's sugars in the apple. Natural did they sugars. did they differentiate between like refined sugar? Versus it didn't that? say. Okay, so that's the, the the other thing is like it's hard to say like. I mean, it's still a lot regardless. I used to do that when I was younger. I was like, I'm going to just only have like, you know, be healthy. And then I was like, oh, I eat all these fruits. And they're like, well, that's still a lot of sugar. That's a ton of sugar. Oh, (laughs) 
So drinking just like a gallon of apple juice a day is bad. <laughs> like, yeah, don't do that. So the salsa, the salsa roja. So I did a little, little bit of fact on the salsa roja. Um, specifically about the chili de arbol because we didn't talk about that. Yep. Specifically before. It's the direction I went. Does that? All right. So I'm going <laughs> to let you do your thing because I have a couple things. And so you, it'd be really you go funny ahead. if I'm we found. Pre- I'm not prepared. You go ahead. Well, the chili de arbol, do you know what the other name of it is called? Uh, I did. Hang on. Um, I, ha- I, I did read about it. I just thought that was too low hanging of a fruit if you went that direction. So I- Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm sorry. Gee. Um, so that the nickname on that's the rat's tail chili. Oh yeah. Or what was the other one? The, uh, bird's beak. Oh, I didn't know that one. So I have three facts about the chili de arbol. Noth- nothing's like super crazy. The, uh, one is just more of common knowledge of it's one that it ripens from green to red when it's, when yeah. it's ready two to three inches. But the thing I found interesting was unlike most chilies, they maintain the same name, whether they're fresh, dried or powdered. Oh, really? Because a lot of them are like, oh, well, this is a fresh pepper Jalapeno, name. Jalapeno, chipotle. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. So, this is the only one that maintains the same name throughout. Don't know why. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. It is. I think it was bird's beak chili and rat tail chili. But yeah, they're doing research on them. They're way more common than I thought. Like, I thought, I, I read the ingredient. And I was like, oh, I think this is the first one that we're going to do. And then I started reading about it. I'm like, oh, I've had that. That's yeah. in there. I've had that. I've had that. You know, it's it's a really good chili. Nice. So, no, that was that was a good one. A li- rat tail is a little off-putting, so I'm glad it's not the. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to think about a rat. Just think of someone's cool hairdo. <laughs> Does that help? <laughs> Does that? I guess it's who it's on. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, oh, thanks. Also, hold on. Did you see, I think it was last week, the United States – World champ or the U.S. championship of mullets. No, did you see that? No, the kids that won, dude. These mullets, these mullets were insane. But so, the thing that is crazier about the mullets that these eleven-year-olds were sporting mm-hmm. is the names of the kids Jeez. are exactly who you would think cool would be sporting a mullet as an eleven-year-old. <laughs> I. So is it just is it just judged on how well cut? the mullet is or is there like tasks? I, I don't know the actual <laughs> is it like a, I don't know a the Miss, actual... Miss America pageant of mullets <laughs> I just feel like if you it have the nuts. ability to grow hair <laughs> just to a successful rate unlike some people yeah. not looking at myself maybe um, you should you do like an inverted mullet <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> but you should treat that hair well speaking of hair Roddy does have like a full mane of hair. Yeah. He looks like uh, Troy Palomalu from the Steelers. Oh yeah, head and shoulders guy. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what Roddy looks like. It's funny because when him and Sam are talking, Sam's got the full beard and like a bandana. Yeah, Roddy's got like the full hair, and he has a beard, but it's not the the Sam like, yeah. full beard. And it's just funny. I'm like, I'm just looking at like two sides of of, of a person I can't grow either of beard that's or. Funny. Or so hair. when we first started the podcast, I thought about doing, um, like trying to come up with a logo that incorporated us without like showing us. Yeah. Which we have nothing to hide, but like, you always kind like of see the, like the, the negative. fun of like hearing a voice, but like whenever I hear a personality on the radio, when I see them, it takes a little bit away. It where kills I'm like, it for me. I had an image of who you were and that's not, yeah. that's not it. But no, I thought about doing that with like, have you seen how 
people have just like they'll take the the flesh out of it and then they'll have like a cartoon beard and hairdo. Yeah. Like I thought about doing that, but like mine would be like hair beard. Yours would just be like a set of floating eyebrows. There. Like oh, is that a template? Is that is that it would just be like a set of eyebrows. Like. It's literally a finished <laughs> it's literally two pictures. One is the paintbrush when uh, app when you open it. And one is when you actually draw something. It's like, yeah, there's Matt and Mike. Oh, that's funny. Oh, man. I'm, this sauce isn't going to last very long. I hope it lasts till tomorrow so I can have it with lunch. No, we might. If we don't split bottles, I might have to steal some of that. Maybe we'll get a, uh, some good burrito place tomorrow for lunch. Yeah. I'll have to look up nearby. So, my other, I have one that's directly related to uh, Arbol Chilies. Yeah. Um, do you know how they got their name? I don't. So, it's Spanish for tree chili. Okay. And it's because the stems of the chilies are very woody. Okay. So, it's different than, a you know, a regular chili plant. I know they talked about how people think that the chili de arbol is bitter, but they're like, those people usually are toasting them too much and mm-hmm. burning them because they're like, they really are supposed to have, even though they're not smoked, they have a smokiness to them mm-hmm. where it's, it's like, yeah, it's not, <laughs> it's not the flavor of the chili. It's your inability to properly... <laughs> Yeah. Prep them. Right. I shouldn't say that because, like, I've tried to, like, toast things before and, like, I've, I've toasted. I think I actually have done, like, chili de arbol where I'm like, I have to redo this. Yeah. But luckily I bought it in a pack where it's like I have four times as much as I need. Yeah. Did you buy them dried in the pack? Yep. So, I had one bad experience and this was, like, this was no small batch anything. This was, like, the big brand name grocery store stuff. Like, if you were to go to Meyer. Yeah. And just, you you know, you look at the bottom shelf of the produce, you see the dried chilies. Okay. Got one of those one time I was going to make my own hot sauce. And I was like, I'll just, you know, cut one open, see what the inside looks like. The entire inside was black mold. Hmm. I will not, unless I know, like, where they came from and how long they've been there. Yeah. That was quite the turn off because I'm like, man, I've eaten a lot of these. How many of these did I not realize were moldy on the inside? Now, that's one more thing I have to mistrust. I know. I'm sorry. It's like, I, there's already, there's, I already had conversations with them. Like, yeah, yeah, like I'm way more skeptical now and pessimistic now about things. Like my friends are talking about the Lions and they're all excited about the Detroit Lions are going to have a good year, which a good year is like eight wins. That's like 50. That'd be a phenomenal year. I know. That's the thing. Is they're like, a, eight you wins. just jinxed us. They put, a, they put a prediction on the group <laughs> chat where it's like, oh, this, they're saying eight wins. I'm trying not to get my hopes up. I'm like, this is, this is sad, guys. And I'm just pessimist, pessimistic going, like I hope they get four. Like I don't know. Yeah. I used to be. I'm still. A, I'm still a fan, but I'm a very beaten down fan of the Lions. Pistons. I'm still there. Mm-hmm. I'm still like, but they're a young team. I'm excited. I'm gonna be backing them. But the Lions have just beaten me down so much that I'm like, I have to wait. Yeah. And see. So. Um, so my other fact. Yeah. Which is they started talking about like the health benefits of uh, chili de arable. Yeah. So this one's just kind of a general. And it was actually the opposite of what I would have thought. Uh, capsaicin actually lowers your blood pressure. I know capsaicin has a lot of benefits. Yeah. And that's a good one because... I would have thought it raised it. I usually have elevated. You'd think that. But somebody else... I don't know if it was blood pressure though. I think it was someone at the Boston Hot Sauce Fest. There was an article I read before the, I went there. And they were talking about how hot sauce actually helped them with certain like indigestion and heartburn things, which I'm like, I would have not thought. Yeah. I'm like, maybe there's something else going on. Mm-hmm. But it is weird where you th- people think, oh, hot sauce, like it's got to be bad for you. Like it's a, you know, you're burning up, you're sweating. Like it looks like it's not good for you. There's a lot of benefits. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, 
in, in a weird way, this is, I don't know if this is going to be a good analogy that people want to use or not, but like, so like hot sauce, you have the hot sauce, there's that initial pain and then there's like a relief. There's uh, some people even say like the really hot stuff is done right is euphoria. It's like how they say like, if you're going to cry, you should cry because then your body will then like rush the, was it endorphins? Yeah. And that will make you feel better. It's like, it gives you, it balances itself out where same thing with the hot sauce where it's like, it's just let, you know, take the heat, take the pain. Yeah. And then afterwards you'll have the reward. Right. Um, I was talking to my little brother about garlic and like mm-hmm. the health benefits of garlic. Yeah. He's like, dude, too much of a good thing is a bad thing. He goes, I have a coworker who for breakfast, because he heard that garlic is good for your heart. Yeah. He's like, instead of like incorporating it into something. He's oh, like, no. he'll pop just raw garlic first thing in the morning. He's like, you smell the office. So we have, my dad usually gets pickled garlic, whole oh, cloves of pickled it. garlic, which is fantastic. I have one. I can have one. It's great. I love it. Have two. All right. We're doing okay. Three, I will smell like garlic. It will permeate from my pores. Oh, yeah. So usually it's a, I'll have two cloves mm-hmm. unless I know like Angela's like took the kids to go visit her parents. And I'm like, I can have a couple more. I'm like, I'm going to be home alone, just showering off the, mm-hmm. that garlic smell. But yeah. that is, yeah, that's a rough, I love garlic. I'm a huge fan of garlic. Uh, overly powering garlic like that. Yeah. I can see that being a problem. At least his ticker's good though. Oh yeah. The heart is just like, <laughs> that's the important thing. The Rocky Balboa of hearts just <laughs> ready to go. But yeah, I, so I actually, I've got my grade. So do I. I graded this one pretty fast. <clears throat> this was an easy grade for me. So I, uh, I'm also just eager to try this on sauce. It's, I know that it was funny cause I've talked to not both directly and indirectly. I've talked to a few people about trying Roddy's uh, sauce here and at least three of them have had different sauces. That is their favorite. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, Oh, you know, like you've got to try this one sauce. This is their sauce. The rest are just kind of like, like all holding onto the coattails. Yeah. Like this one is fantastic. I already told you, I don't know if it was on the pot or after, I want to try the La Morte probably the most. I'm most interested because it's a reaper sauce that people have talked highly of mm-hmm. with a tomato involvement in there. And like people say it's a very reminiscent sauce of some of the classics. So that's interesting to me. The Mama Juana is a very like unique one that I think Sam Hastings was saying that he got Costco empanadas, poured it on there, said, that's call it a day, which Dang. our office air fryer can cook empanadas dude that thing's got some miles on it yeah it's that thing got used a lot today yeah it was it was on all day the uh and then there was just a, a, what the fuego has been a popular one that sweet summer heat that one sounds really interesting that's a lighter one this this one was uh not part of his original lineup but he also had a salsa verde there's just so many different flavors but for this one i went with an 84 i had 89 Dang. I think that's my second highest hot sauce. I think it is. It is. So, and even when I did the 84, I'm like, I feel like it should be higher. I felt the need to throw it in the low 90s, but you got to yeah. go with your initial gut instinct, which, yeah, I mean, that's phenomenal. It is. Know? I mean, we talked about how above 75, it's, this is something we want in our kitchen year round. If it's 50 to 75, it's, we recommend to buy anything above 50 is recommend to buy. And then 25 to 50 is, you know. It's like the, like Frank's or something like they're fine. Like, you know, you should try them, but like, we're not going to go out of our way to, you know, and then below 25 is just not for us. Maybe for you. I love that. That's my, so I gotta I. get it. I gotta get a t-shirt. <laughs> I gotta get a t-shirt or make one of those like quotes. Another yeah. quote where it's just like. It's gotta have a graphic of just like a slide scale zero to 100. And then it's gotta have zero to 25 frame. And it just says 
It's not for us, but it might be for you. It's just like, that one's just like a hug to the bottle of whatever sauce, which has never been on this episode or on this podcast below 25. There was the one time you thought, because I was really talking up to 25 and below, and you're like, is he going to do it? I, yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. He's really like softening this blow right now. But you're like, oh yeah, 70, 80 but something. <laughs> this is, like it says in the bottle, this is an everyday sauce, a classic sauce to put on. I mean, I want to put this on my breakfast food. I want to throw this. In a burrito, I want to put it on my nachos. I'd throw this in the mac, like the mac and cheese you had today. This would have gone on that. Probably be good for your eyeballs too. You know, it might, <laughs> I feel like it would do better. I feel like you'd be less sad with this. Don't try that at home. I don't know. This has the vinegar and the heat to it. So that's true. Yeah. But no pumpkin. Pumpkin was what really hurt. Yeah. Yeah. That dang, dang pumpkin. <laughs> that I can, dang pumpkin. I can do the ghost pepper, but that keep the pumpkin out of your eye. Yeah. That's the big one to avoid. One thing that I wanted to mention. Roddy did say that he's going to be at the Chili Pepper Festival in Bowers, Pennsylvania, September 9th and 10th, which I told him, I'm like, we got to get to some festivals. I know we talk almost every episode. I talk about how I want us to get to the Fiery Food Show beginning of next year. Ideally, we could get to like two shows a year, like mm-hmm. big shows. And then the rest is kind of I, like there's a chicken wing festival. Actually, the same weekend as that, I think. There's a chicken wing festival in Lansing. Yeah. I really want to get to that. Yeah. Because that's not... Hot sauce specific, but it is hot sauce adjacent where it's like there's got to be mm-hmm. – if someone knows what they're doing, they're going to have a booth or oh, a yeah, table somewhere. Because sure. I would be like, okay, this is great chicken. What's the sauce? Yep. So, so yeah. So, check that out if you're in the area there. I, I did do a quick look. I'm like, how far is Bowers, Pennsylvania? It's only like 10 plus hours. It's on the other end? Yeah. It's on the other end over by Philadelphia. So we should have done a spoon counter of how many spoonfuls you've had on this. We got to start doing that. Because <clears throat> I did like a couple, like just to get a little bit I of flavor. I don't know, whatever half a bottle is. <laughs> yeah, we're down to half a bottle. So so I, I wasn't worried. I've heard a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, positive feedback about all of his sauces. And it was something where I asked him like, what sauce do you think we should do? You know, we want to make sure it's something unique. And he offered up the Salsa Roja as an option. And I'm like, yeah, let's do – it's like a classic, but also a classic we haven't necessarily done in that lane. I like yeah. finding a sauce where it's like, we'll try your other sauces. We're going to try, like we could do two weeks of quick fires basically yeah. of just like a daily, uh, every weekday of these sauces. But having that first one be kind of like, this is one of your, one of your, your lane, your sauce. But the La Muerte is what I want to do next. That's the one of his sauce. I want to do next is the La Muerte. I'm sure it's good. It's going to be spicy. Um, so, that is our fire episode. Now, I do have a couple quick special thanks. I talked about the s'mores with the agave jalapeno from uh, Stanky Sauce. I wanted to give a quick thank you to Melissa at Sweet Melissa Cooks on Instagram. She's the one that she did a stank week of different recipes with Stanky Sauce. Mm-hmm. And she had some good ones like grilled cheese. She had, uh, oh, what did she have? She had a couple of them, but the s'mores one just stuck. And then once we were camping, I'm like, I'm going to make a s'mores with this yeah. agave jalapeno. And then also, uh, Desperately Seeking Hot Sauce, they messaged us on Instagram. Her and her husband were, I don't know where they were, but they were recommending a called Full of Flavor Jerk Seasoning that she said her and her husband like absolutely loved. Told mm-hmm. us that we got to try it. So I'm very curious about trying that. Not necessarily like on an episode, like maybe just a post or something, little special one-off. Yeah. She was just saying that her husband loves jerk seasoning, loves super hot. Mm-hmm. And this is... 
I'd be interested to try that. Like I know we were, we're definitely hot sauce specific, but I'm definitely open. We've already tried a few barbecue sauces. I'm open to some dry rubs or something. Well, we have like a limited edition hot sauce from Chris Cook's crazy. Who's more barbecue. We've got rubs and barbecue sauces, but he makes hot sauce too. Mm -hmm. It's a very easy bridge. Yeah. It's, it's one where I don't want to get into like trying a bunch of like super sweet barbecue sauces. Cause I feel like that's not ideal, yeah. but trying some of those like seasoning and barbecue sauce, hot sauce, those rubs, it's all going to, ideally it's all going to give heat, give flavor, give yeah. layers. But I still have to get around to my desperately seeking hot sauce brats. That, that yeah. is high on the to-do list. Yeah. No. And she had uh, the recommendation of that mustard to go in like a cheese sauce, which Ooh. Put that in a cheese sauce, top it with some salsa roja, drizzled over top. I did a uh, funky garlic marinated chicken. Do that. Yeah. I could have just like <laughs> four weeks of episodes all in one dish. Right. That would be fun. But final thank you to Roddy from Faya for being a supporter for the duration of our podcast. We've been doing it since March, which is crazy to think we're That's weird. almost to 500 followers on Instagram, which is also crazy because think i have 150 on my personal one <laughs> i also don't try yeah <laughs> like i'm not not saying that that's you know from me putting effort into it but it is crazy to think of how many people have just followed and sent messages of support or wanting to be on the podcast or wanting to be involved it's just really cool so thank you for roddy for being one of our original listeners and and letting us try his sauce and sending us the whole gambit that we're gonna i don't know if it'll be we'll try to stretch it out over a duration of time so we we get to like mm-hmm. little fires here and there or just a week or two of fire. Yeah. I can't say, f- I, I have to like consciously say fire. <laughs> I won't be able to. <laughs> That's funny. You're going to, you're going to make a phone. There's going to be a fire somewhere. You're going to call 911 and be like, there's a fire. They'd be like, sir, uh, you're in Boston. This is, this somebody, is, somebody's going to be the like, wrong 911. <laughs> like what's our safety topic today? Like, uh, know what to do during a fire drill. Like, Fire drill? Like, yeah, fire drill. <laughs> and what's a fire drill? Uh, <laughs> but thank you again for everyone that's listened. If you, depending on what you're using, please rate, review uh, wherever you listen to our podcast. Send us a message if you have any feedback, recommendations. If you use Salsa Roja, tell us how you've used it in a dish because mm-hmm. we'd love to try it, cook it up. We can post it on the, the gram, whatever it might be. Definitely follow us on the Instagram, the Heat Source Podcast for any updates. And... If you want to get some fire sauce, which you definitely should, Roddy said one of the things he loves to joke about is buy one sauce or buy nine. He's got to pay the rent. So nine would be preferable based on this sauce. Nine of these alone you would burn through in like. Oh, yeah. I would have no problem buying. Based on the trajectory of this hour, it would take you. A couple more hours. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, check him out at Instagram at fire.co. His website, www.fire.co. And then. Coffee Talks weekly on Friday on Instagram Live with Sam Hastings from Sam Sauce with some special guests occasionally. So, yeah, that's it. I'm I'm going to need to hide this bottle from you until tomorrow for lunch. Yeah, that no, that was a good one. I gotta now. I gotta take a drive up north. I'm I think I'm going to go try to see that mammoth or a mastodon dig site. We'll talk about it next week. Oh yeah. All right. Talk to you guys later. See ya. What was the website where you could get a celebrity to cameo cameo? Mm-hmm.
if Michael Sarah's on there, let's just say, can you read this and have him do the intro to the Heat Source podcast and just use Michael Sarah to do that? I mean, less likely, but also funny would be Natalie Portman. Where it's like, thank you, Natalie. She can do our outro. Michael Sarah wins. <laughs> it's just bye. Bye. Could be anybody's Natalie voice. Natalie Portman saying bye. <laughs>